0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Cindy F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 17th, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, chapter 11, and we are at page 159, the last paragraph. These readers are Deb W, Michelle H, and Anita L. The reference number for yesterday, September 16th, is six. Eight eight three. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals
1: who you through repeated, shared... I missed it, the number for
2: yesterday.
0: Six eight eight three. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovered from compulsive overeating. Through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 steps.
3: Good morning. Uh, Step one We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. 4. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. Were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, fought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do this service.
0: I will now ask Berta F. to read the 12 traditions.
4: Yes, this is Berta, recovered in Illinois. These are the OA 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy 11 our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press radio film television and other public media of communication 12 anonymity is the principal foundation of of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality.
0: Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you, your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 159, beginning at the last paragraph. I will ask Deb W. to begin reading.
5: Hi everyone, this is Deb W. Uh, Oklahoma, Recovered Compulsive Eater. I'm assuming you can hear me. Yes,
0: we can. Thank you.
5: Okay. A year and six months later, these three had succeeded with seven more. Seeing much of each other, scarce an evening passed that someone's home did not shelter a little gathering of men and women happy in their release and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery. To some newcomer. In addition to these casual get togethers, it became customary to set apart one night a week for a meeting to be attended by everyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place where new people might bring their problems. And so, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking this is what we do. This is what we're doing. This is what we do when we uh, listen to the meetings, when we have uh, share uh, our uh, solution and our experience, um, when we come together with uh, people uh, after the meetings and and sponsor or guide them, we are providing a, a time and a place that anyone interested, everyone interested in a spiritual way of life, and that's what this program is. It's not a diet. It's not how do you figure out how to put food down and lose weight. That's why I came into the program. I came in because I wanted to lose weight, and I found out that there was so much more here. Had I known what all the much more was, I'm not real sure I would have come in at one time, uh, but and that was back in 89 but I found so much more. And when I came back in about a couple of years ago to Vision for You, I came running for a solution because I knew the solution was here. And when I came in 89, there wasn't OA literature. So I came in with the big book and I knew that I came in and recovered immediately. So I knew the answer to my dilemma was here. But the deal of it is, is that We we can't, the the problem is not so much the food. The problem is the need for the connection uh, to a higher power, to a God of our understanding. And this this is the roadmap to that. And, uh, you know, um, this is the answer to the problems that, you know, seem like uh, somebody, uh, my best friend can tell me a solution or, I can try to control and white-knuckle it, and I can't. I don't know how to live life. So that's why I need this program, and that's why I'm so grateful that for the people that have gone before me. If I can just have as a little faith and a little belief in their recovery, the recovery that I see in them, then I, too, can have Uh, It's not magic, well, it is kind of magic, but it's not anything that's unattainable by any of us, but we have to have the willingness to, one, put the food down and to seek spiritual help, to to live life on a spiritual basis. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deb W. Okay, who would like to share on what was read?
6: This is Janice M
0: janice m
6: go ahead thank you kate katie and um and good morning to everyone my name is janice m and i am a recovered compulsive overeater um you know this is history and uh history is repeating itself today um you know uh two years ago um I was quite aware of the Vision for You, which is a group that studies the big book, um, started. Um, I'm not sure of the number, but it was around 50, let's say. And if we look at it two years later, (laughs) what is it? It's over 270. So you see, something is going on here in this group, and uh, we're here every day to study and to listen to the teachings of the program of recovery in the big book. That's our purpose. That's the purpose. Um, And you see, there has to be a higher power here because of the increase. Only my higher power, whom I choose to call God, gives increase because it's good. And, you know, when it says we're happy in our release, that, you know, some people might say, oh, she's so excited. She's so excited. She sounds like she's preaching. But, you know, we don't preach. You know, it, it may sound like we're preaching, but we're so excited and happy and joyful that we have the answer, the solution, so that we can help somebody. And, you know, to the wives, the chapter on the wives, um, they wrote on page 121, yeah, we realize that we've been giving you much direction and advice. You know, it, it may seem like we're lecturing, but we're not. We're just so ecstatic that we have a solution and we just want to be helpful and that's what I see on a daily basis in this group so we uh, (laughs) history repeats itself and we are a part of that history right here and uh, with that I pass thanks
0: thank you Janice Um, who else would like to share on what was read yeah, yeah. Press. May, could I uh, press you? Larry. Okay, Kim, someone else, and then Larry. I asked for the page number. 159 over to 160. Thank you. Okay, Kim, and then Larry. Was there anyone else I missed?
7: Sarah W.
0: Sarah W. Okay, Kim, thanks. Thanks, Katie. My name is um,
8: Kim G. and
3: I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey.
8: I'm going to pick up on this line, the little gathering of men and women happy in their release and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. You know, happy in their release, I think it's so essential that we understand what are we being released from? You know, for for most of my life, and then even unfortunately in L.A. for many years, I thought food and weight was my problem. That's what I wanted the release from. If I could only lose weight, life would be perfect. You know, and if food was really my problem, then the hundreds of times I had gotten abstinent, life would have been okay, but it never was. If weight was really my problem, then the dozens of times that I got the goal weight, everything would have been okay. So that's not what I need release from. I've had those happen, And I'm still being tortured by restless, by irritable, by discontent. So what am I being released from? What does it mean to be a compulsive overeater? You know, when when Dr. Silkworth says in this statement, he confirms that we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as normal as his mind. So as a compulsive overeater, I understand what it means I've suffered from that alcoholic torture, that I have this allergy of the body that is never going to change, that I have an abnormal, exaggerated reaction when I eat certain substances. When I used to beat myself up because I didn't have the willpower that my friends had to have one slice of cake at their pet birthday parties, what I didn't realize is they don't have willpower. They don't want anymore. The same way when I'm really thirsty on a very hot day in the summer and I pour myself a large glass of water and I drink half of it because I'm no longer thirsty after half a cup, That's how they feel when they're having a slice of cake. I have an abnormal reaction. That will never, ever change. Anytime I ingest those substances, my body is mandated to want more and more and more. And in and of itself, that's a bad problem. But my larger problem is I have this obsession of the mind. I have this mind that locks in on the idea that the only way I'm going to feel right is by taking that first bite that I am restless, that I am irritable, that I am discontent, when I am abstinent, I don't come to OA because of the allergy. I come to OA because I can't get comfortable abstinent, and that is the release I need. Because if I get released from getting a connection with a higher power by actively working these steps, what's going to happen? What's the miracle of Over years Anonymous? The miracle of these 12 steps in OA is I am no longer going to want my binge foods. And if I don't want my binge foods, I'm not going to pick up my binge foods. And if I don't pick up my binge foods, I'm not going to trigger the allergy. And if I don't trigger the allergy, I won't be in that alcoholic torture that the doctor's opinion describes so beautifully. So one more time, this little gathering
3: of men, happy women happy in their release. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim. Uh, Larry, you're next. Thanks Katie.
9: Uh Larry uh from Chicago recovered compulsive reader. Um it talks a little bit about um at the end of the paragraph, you know, about uh, anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. And I I know that I I didn't arrive here uh interested in the spiritual way of life. I can tell you that. Maybe maybe some of you did, but um but I did not. You know, this spiritual way way of life though I came to learn over time, it took me some time, but I came to learn that the spiritual way of life offers hope. You know, and I learned that if I if I wanted what I saw in others, you know, I had to be willing to do precisely what they did. And it's kind of interesting to me because a, a vision, you know, what is a vision? You know, a vision is uh it's beyond sight you know a vision is the ability to see something that you can imagine you know it's it's really a picture that you begin to see in your mind you know perhaps we can say it, it's something that we aspire to experience and i did i aspired expi- i aspired to experience this thing that i saw in you um and i wasn't sure that it was real i really i wasn't sure that it was real um until it happened to me you know, once it happened to me, now I know it's real. So, sure, with passion, I share with others. And and we read here, one by one, these men experienced a spiritual transformation that they could hardly have imagined. You know, they, they, they tapped into a power source that, that solved the drink problem for them. I mean, you know, would, would they pass it on? Of course they would. You know, not just because we're called to do that, you know, to, to remain in fit spiritual condition, but, but, you know, if you were drowning, you know, and you were, and you were given a life preserver and saved, couldn't save yourself, you know, you're going to be changed. That's what happened to me. I was changed. You know, this spiritual life is not a theory. I have to live it. You know, faith without works is dead. So, you know, I you know, we, we have um an entire absence of profit motive, you know, we we have a community spirit. We get together every morning here. Um I don't know what you look like, you know. I, I, I hear some voices, um, I like what I hear generally, right? And um and it and it supports me, you know, it supports me on this journey. And um so, you know, this vision that I used to think, boy, would I really like what what I heard and what I saw in others, you know. And what is all this laughter at meetings, you know, that I, I go to a meeting Saturday morning, these AA, mostly men, it's, it's kind of flipped here. I don't know what I'm doing here, right, but I love all you guys. Uh, but I go to this meeting and um, and there's all this laughter. What's, what's there to laugh about? These guys have been saved, you know. They, I've been taken from the scrap heap and brought, really brought to a life better than I could have imagined, that I could have visioned. You know, and so, of course, i'm gonna bring it bring it uh to others and I'm very grateful this this program saved my life and with that, I'll pass. thanks
0: thank you Larry uh, Sarah w you're next
7: uh thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. my name is Sarah w. Grateful Recovered compulsive reader you know, and talking about happiness, you know, I didn't know happiness at all um Either I was euphoric because I was for momentary uh, measures in the food and no longer had feelings of sadness and I didn't have to think or feel pain or else I was in the dark dungeon of being, you know, miserable and alone and isolated. And on page 133, it says, We are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We cannot subscribe to the belief that this life is a veil of tears, though it once was just that for many of us, one of my very favorite parts of the book. And I think so many of us don't feel that we deserve the happiness that this can bring. And, you know, most of us came come in here and we, we don't know where else to turn. You know, many people say it's the last house on the block. And I think, For most of us, it really is. You know, most of us have tried all kinds of diets and all kinds of remedies and controlling the food and, um, you know, restricting and, you know, exercise and bulimia and anorexia and and it's the insanity of all that. And, you know, we come in pretty bloodied up, feeling like we're undeserving, and today, You know, I really believe what that says, that really God does want us to be happy, joyous, and free. And I remember when I first came into this meeting and I heard the word recovered, because I had never heard that before, you know, and I attend other fellowships. And at first I was kind of startled. And then I realized after a while what it really is about. It's really about the idea that I am so grateful today that God has removed the insanity of this obsession from me. And that with that, I have to share that because that is my destiny. That is what God wants for me to do, that we should share what we've been given so freely. And it's not of myself. It's not because I've deserved it because, you know, I was wretched. And, uh, you know, I do believe that it is God's grace that brings us to this place and that anybody can recover. And many of us have had lots of relapses and lots of insanity regarding the food, and we do come through this with God's grace if we're willing to do the work. So I'm so grateful to be here today,
0: and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
10: This is Bella, can I share?
0: Okay, Bella, and Rekhafet. I heard someone else. Rekhafet? Rekhafet. Leia. Leia. And Leia. Okay,
10: Bella, recapit and then Leah. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Yes, I heard uh, so many shares about happy in their release, and I want to share about this sentence, too. Happy in their release. Two such empowering words. Uh, I did so many times diet, and I lost so many times my weight, but I never was happy, and I never felt a relief. The opposite, I always was anxious and nervous, and um, I always heard blaming and judging. I never, I, I never was happy with what I did because... Deep in my mind, I knew, oh, I did it so many times. I know I cannot trust myself. I know that next time I will gain double and triple. And I wasn't happy, not at all. And not only this, that I always, with the extra physical weight that I put on, I also put extra emotional weight. Because again and again, I prove myself and to everybody else that you can trust me. I can do it. Most probably I don't have a willpower. And this is what I knew. I knew that I don't have a willpower. So I took upon me the extra weight, physical and emotional, and I couldn't be happy. Not at all. I was connected to my ego, to my control, to my power. And here it's so beautiful that now in this paragraph they give me even the, the reason why I can be happy and relieved. Because I am connected in a spiritual way of life. Yes, I am connected to a spiritual power, to a, a power higher than myself. Yes, now thank you God. I can accept and admit that I am human. I am human and we all are human. I am not in competition when I am doing mistakes. I am not in competition with nobody when I am not perfect. I know this is the way God created me. And this is my new way of life. Yes, thank you God that with this I am happy i don't have to feel embarrassed and ashamed and guilty when I am doing a mistake when now I learn to that I have a, 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 an opportunity to choose yes and it's all about one day at a time. I can choose to be better now than yesterday i i i, I learn i let myself to learn new things because I don't know everything all the time. And this is my new way of life, my spiritual way of life. And with this, I can be happy and released. I don't have to, to, to carry on extra weight that nobody even asks me. Now I am connected to the higher power, to a power of love, acceptance, and respect. Thank you for letting me share, and I
0: Thank you, Bella. Rekhafet, you're next.
10: Thank you, Katie.
11: This is Rekhafet, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from California. And what I got out of this paragraph, and actually also the previous paragraph, is these men went to any length, any length to recover. Bill stayed in Akron for three months before he went home. He stayed there so he could do spiritual work, that so he could reach out to others. This was really hard work at the time when nobody heard of AA, obviously, because it didn't exist yet. So approaching other people had to be really, really, really hard. And I, I would assume that most of them weren't interested. And then the men, these these men that met almost every night, their life was their program, and they lived their life around the program they lived their life around the program because they went to any lanes they met almost every night, probably, and they made friends and they they reached out to what they had to do and that 's what has been different for me this time when i when I recovered. I embraced the program, I went to any lanes I live my life now around my program. My program comes first before anything else, and people that knew me from other programs where I I was miserable and in so much pain and trying and failing to get abstinent, trying and failing to get abstinent, they ask me, what's changed? What's changed? And I tell them, you have to go to any lane. I had to go to any, any lane. And then I list for them what I do. I give them a list of everything I do. And there are people that thought they were doing everything, that people thought they were following the tools every day that this was going to get them recovered. No, I had to reach out to God and the way I reached out to God was by working these steps. That's how I reached out to God. And I'm just so grateful today that I see that, that I see that how important it is to go to any length to get recovered and to stay recovered. So thank you for letting me share and I pass.
0: Thank you, Rukafet. Leah
12: M. Thanks so much, Katie, for your service. Uh, the statement popped out at me. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place where new people might bring their problems. And, uh, you know, it's just a reminder to me, you know, of the of the history that, you know, this was a place that, uh, you know, spouses were coming also to learn what, Uh, to learn, you know, a spiritual way of life. You know, we have one solution. There might be almost 300 people on this line. We come from different, you know, different facets of the parts of the globe. Uh, you know, we have different situations going on in our personal lives. You know, I'm dealing with, uh, 12 kids and I could use about 25 grand in the bank. But, you know, somebody might be divorced. Somebody else might be unemployed. Somebody else might have health issues. Another person might have sick children. Somebody else might be dealing with elderly parents. You know, we all have stuff going on. Uh, you know, however, we all have one solution. And, you know, that is uh, the high mission that we all come together on is that, you know, we're all agreed that the most important thing in our lives is the consciousness, the presence of God. And that was the basis for the development of, of AA, that the most important thing in their lives was the presence of God the consciousness of God because the the consciousness that created my problem of compulsive overeating could not be the same consciousness that solved my problem i needed a higher mind i needed a spirit guided mind and i got that through the 12 steps and you know what it worked <laughs> and it worked for these fellows uh back here you know in 1935 you know, unmanageability and all these things that uh, some of us deal with in our lives is an internal condition, really. Uh, you know, unmanageability is an internal condition for someone like me, not an external condition because external conditions never were a remedy for an internal condition called compulsive overeating. Because I was the biggest obstacle to my better world. (laughs) It didn't matter what was going on. Things could be going great, and I still was digging my fist into a bag and a box, in in a car, in a dark parking lot. Today I need one solution, and that solution is the implementation of these steps and a relationship and a conscious contact with God. And why should that puzzle someone like me, that there's only one solution? I only had one solution when my solution was always binging my brains out. That was one solution no matter what was going on in my life. So today, you know, we gather together. We're not just rehashing uh, our past. We have a purpose in mind when we gather together at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We have a camaraderie here. Our function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness when we hang up this phone and bid each other farewell. You know, the 12 Steps are a design for living, and there are a set of principles that tell each and every one of us individually how we should live our own individual lives. And if we can live by these principles, we will be peaceful and content, and we will not find it necessary to pick up that first compulsive bite. We will be free from that that slaves us and makes our lives miserable, and that's the freedom that's offered here through the 12 Steps. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leia.
0: Okay, I will ask um, for Michelle H. to please read the next paragraph.
13: Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. Michelle H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. Outsiders became interested. One man and his wife placed their large home at the disposal of this strangely assorted crowd. This couple has since become so fascinated that they have dedicated their home to the work. Many a distracted wife has visited this house, to find loving and understanding companionship among women who knew her problem, to hear from the lips of their husbands what had happened to them, to be advised how her own wayward mate might be hospitalized and approached when next he stumbled. And um, so carrying the message, and the message is carried by recovered people, people who Um, Like we hear on the line, like I I found in, in the meetings when I came back to OA, who have recovered and who are not just thinking of themselves, but thinking of others and wanting to share the message of hope. And that, as we've heard, that as we take these steps, as we put down the food and take these steps, we too have the hope of being recovered. And this program has a ripple effect. Um, it, it carries out into the community, and, and even a larger community where it says outsiders became interested, and they played a role in offering their home as a meeting place um, for people um, who have this problem and who are affected by this problem. And it said, um, many a distracted wife. And uh, the word distracted jumped out at me, and I, I needed to look it up, and it said troubled, Disturbed mentally confused, maddened or deranged especially by grief or anxiety, suffering conflicting emotions. And isn't that what this disease did to me and, and my loved ones? That's that's what distracted meant when this big book was written. And then to be able to have a place to come to find loving and understanding people who knew who knew her problem and who were there to offer a solution and and to hear exactly and get hope from other people who had traveled the same road been been distracted been filled with grief and anxiety had a life that was unmanageable not knowing where to turn and then here's a place a a safe haven a safe harbor a place to come where we can find the solution and that's what um that's what's being carried that's what's being asked of me to play in this role that god has designed for me to be a a beacon of light, just to empty myself out and be that empty shell and let God's light shine through me and say, you know, I too um, have come exactly where you have come from. I too have been distracted. I too have been in mental anguish, not knowing which way to turn, looking for a solution, and people were there for me, and I too want to um, you know, be able to share this message that has transformed my life to becoming mentally anguished, not knowing what to do, Uh, being shared the solution of these steps Uh, finding a higher power learning to trust and rely on a higher power and then become thinking less of myself and thinking more of others Um, that today is what makes me happy and brings me great joy and it reminds me of page 124 and I'll end with this showing others who suffer how we were given help is the very thing which makes life seem so worthwhile to us now Cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. With that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Who would like to share on this paragraph?
2: This is Paula. May I share? Okay, Paula, go ahead. Well, thank you, and thank you for your service today. This is Paula, recovered compulsive reader in New Hampshire. It says outsiders became interested, and that they did. They were drawn. What is happening? And we go to the end of the book. Can I kind of bring forth some outsiders? Not just the the local neighbors, the local. More than that, the medical view on OA we have. We have in the back also psychiatrists. Everybody taken. Take another look. Oh, you know, they would take the, the first look and they would stumble. But wait. wait, What does it say here? One man and his wife placed their large home at the disposal of this strangely assorted crowd. Well, boy, I fit in right there, don't I? Strangely assorted crowd. Who would think? Who would think the names that come on this line, the states, the countries? God <laughs> knows? Strangely assorted crowd. But look at again what it says. This couple has since become so fascinated that they have dedicated their home to this work. They weren't even afflicted with this disease, but yet they saw the miracles. And oftentimes we in the rooms become almost apathetic of the miracles we see. And that's why we come. We continue to come. But you know what? It extends on because look at what happened here. Not only the alcoholic, not only the person that suffers the disease, but the ones that are infected and affected. The distracted wife has visited this house to find what? Loving and understanding companionship among women who knew her problem. You see, even they carried the shame and the fear of tomorrow, not wanting to live in today. But I want to end with, scoot right on down to that line. What had happened from the lips of their husbands? What had happened to them to be advised? I noticed the word advised here. How her wayward mate might be a hospitalized approach when next he stumbled. Even there, hope given hope-given, and even more, the miracles presented. I want to say thank you. And with that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
14: This is Kathy in Boston. May I share? Kathy. Thank yeah, you. Go ahead, Kathy. Thanks for your service, Katie. This is Kathy Kay, and uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and... This paragraph is so beautiful. It reminds me of my very first experiences in the 12-step rooms 20 years ago. Um, You know, coming in in my early 40s, having been an agnostic all my life, um, I really uh, almost never came to my second meeting. And even after my second meeting, Uh, I was reluctant to come to my third meeting, but I was so um, struck by what I heard. I heard my story. I heard individuals speaking with such hope about how they had solved the eating problem, and uh, not just the eating problem, but all the other problems that they had in their lives as well. And that was a pretty compelling... Uh, vision um, that uh, I came to want for myself. Um, so it was the hope and the expressions of the people in the room who made an insight, an outsider like me um, go beyond my own resistance and really listen and begin to open my heart to what was in front of me. Um, It's why our community is just so important. Um, It's why when I give this phone number to a suffering compulsive overeater, I know that if they pick up the phone and dial in, they are going to hear words and statements that are so compelling, they will come back a second time and a third time. I am so grateful for the fact that when we gather, our primary purpose is to bring the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And in doing so, I strengthen my own spiritual resolve. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Suji? Okay, Sue G,
1: go ahead. Okay, thank you, Katie. Thanks to everybody who's sharing and listening and present. This is Sue G Recovered in Pennsylvania. So I love the beginning. Outsiders became interested. And it makes me think of the human condition that if we accept our humanity and we then we become part of the group. And um, so back to uh, tradition two, for our group purposes that one ultimate authority, a loving God, is he may express himself in our group conscience, our leaders, are our trusted servants, they do not govern. That really any gathering, and this gathering that's so wonderful in the large home at the disposal of this strangely assorted crowd, that, that in any gathering where people are honest, open, and willing, at least some of them, um, a loving God can express himself in what's going on, in, in what, what is shared back and forth, which is the great conscience. That's what's shared honestly, openly, and willingly. And so there's the miracle happening in the community of the original fellowship, which includes outsiders who are interested And we can go back to the appendix. I love the back of this book and uh, appendix two about this uh, spiritual experience with that wonderful ending. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man or a woman in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation, Herbert Spencer. So here are these outsiders who become interested. Why? Because they're people. Oh my God, we might have something interesting to share with others. And in fact, outsider, when I get outside myself, outside my disordered mind, and into what is the world holding here for me just for today in my recovery, I'm interested. Why, even my disease is fascinating. And our disease is fascinating. Take it from a disease maven. It is fascinating. It is multifaceted. It is as varied as each individual who has it. And the more we understand, the more we understand about people. So hang in there. The the ride is joyful. The ride is wonderful. And do not fear that inventory. The inventory is what frees you. Those are the change steps. Those are the work steps. But the wonder of it is we change and when we change our lives become just wondrous and and that doesn't mean free of pain. There is pain in life all right, but we can deal with the pain in our recovery. Thank you for letting me share. I pass.
0: Thank you. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Okay, then I'm going to ask that Anita L. please um, read the next paragraph.
15: Hello, this is Rachel. I wanted to see if I have a chance to share on this last paragraph.
0: Okay, go ahead.
15: Yes, I hear. Here is another strangely assorted person. <laughs> another one of our wonderful, strangely assorted crowd named Rachel, thank you Kathy for your for your service and everybody on the line and you know that expression that this strangely assorted crowd reminds me of, um, of an article that was written by uh, a known authority on addiction Rabbi, Dr. Rabbi Twersky from Pittsburgh who is running the Gateway Hospital there um, and he spoke. He wrote about 55 books on, on these topics, but the one, um, especially, that is called "Let Us Make Men," and there he speaks of the fact that our rooms are full of incredible people, talented, creative, special, very special, and and then he also ventured into saying why this is so. It's to give us free choice. A lot of these people that I meet in the rooms. Would have gone really the skys the limit with talents and ability and creativity and heart and everything good that you could wish to have, and it's almost like God gave us some th- things to weigh us down, because there are lots of sensitive souls that, like um, William James said, that need to be reborn, that being born just once into the simple simplicity of life that many people are are content about just being and going and shopping and eating and drinking and, and taking care of the children and the grandchildren. And somehow, for people who fall into these addictions, we, strangely assorted crowd, need the spiritual life. We can't be without it. And trying to live without it, hooking into all kinds of things that eventually are detrimental for us. But I'm so grateful that I found... Program and that I that I found you and that I'm part of this strangely assorted crowd that of, of very special people and I can say these days with complete confidence that I am a grateful compulsive eater because it has brought me my compulsion brought me into this incredible crowd and into the spiritual life that is so, so much more than than I could have ever dreamt of. So uh, even if it took 30 years of being in OA and not understanding what this is all about and having now almost six years of, of abstinence with recovery, I, I'm just, I, I'm floored with what God can do, which I could never do for myself. And I'm grateful for every step of the way. I don't regret any of it. Thank you for listening, and thank you for letting me share. And I pass, and God bless you all.
0: Thank you. Okay, would anyone else like to share on this paragraph before we move on? Okay, Anita L., will you please read the next paragraph?
16: Sure. Many a man, yet dazed from his hospital experience, has stepped over the threshold of that home, into freedom. Many an alcoholic who entered there came away with an answer. He succumbed to that gay crowd inside, who laughed at their own misfortunes and understood his. Impressed by those who visited him at the hospital, he catapulted entirely when later, in an upper room of this house, he heard the story of some man whose experience closely tallied with his own. The expression on the faces of the women, that indefinable something in the eyes of the men, the stimulating and electric atmosphere of the place conspired to let him know that here was Haven at last. Oh my gosh. This is, this is just such an incredible paragraph. I was hoping that I would be able to share on it because it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Here is what we are offered. You know, if we are willing to hang in there and be willing to change our way, if I'm willing to change my way of thinking Instead of being self-centered and always wanting for me first, now I put me either last or, you know, back in, in the line of fire here because my primary purpose, now that I'm recovered, now that God has granted me freedom from the obsession from food, which It's totally amazing. I can't even explain to you how I was uh, able to go on a cruise a couple weeks ago and have neutrality with food for seven days and nights, eight days and seven nights. Incredible. Incredible. A miracle. And that is because I wanted... I was willing to go to every length, not just any length, every single length and give of myself to work these steps so that I can become a recovered person and have a new, wonderful uh, fourth dimension type of life because of this program because of just working this program like others did before me. And every single line in this paragraph explains just such a miracle. It says, um, many a man yet dazed. Okay, so they're still dazed. They're still uh, in their, their... Active disease, they're still uh, yielding to their active disease from his hospital experience, has stepped over the threshold of that home into freedom. And so, oh, my sister's here, I'm sorry, um, into freedom. And that is such a beautiful line. That is so beautiful. So for anyone who is still into the food, who still is dealing with making food their master, if you can just hang in there and be willing just for today to let it go, to call other people who are recovered, To do what they have done and get what they have gotten, it's so worth it. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody, on this line, and I pass. Thank you.
17: Hi, this is Naomi. Could I share? Uh,
16: Yes, Naomi, for a quick share.
17: I was just going to say it would be a quick share. Thank you. Hi, this is Naomi, Recover recovered compulsive eater. I have to say I love this sentence where it says, a stimulating electric atmosphere of this place, conspired us, conspired him, excuse me, conspired to let him know that here was heaven at last. Well, what I want to say is this is what vision for you means to me. Because every morning I listen to it and I hear a word that I do not hear in the regular OA meetings. It is The other meetings are so watered down that the truth and the honesty and the love and compassion and the recovery is in this book, and I hear it every single morning on this line. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for the founders of this meeting that brought it together July 12th of 2012, and I thank you all because of you and because of this program and this book and this sentence I'm happy, joyous, and free, and I am recovered. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Naomi. And unfortunately, we are out of time, but we will um, start with this paragraph tomorrow. So hang on. You can uh, come back to it tomorrow morning. And um, so thank you to everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Deb W. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Deb W., are you available?
3: How about Michelle H.?
13: Michelle H. here. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.